Okay, so here's the big question. How are bariatric people who want to build consistency, who work out and who live a healthier lifestyle, how do we build long-term success and not regain weight post weight loss surgery? That is the question and this podcast is dedicated to figuring out the answer. Hi, my name is Zipporah and welcome to the Bariatric Confessions podcast. Oh man, so, you want? I'm about to. I'm about to find me a um a bariatric therapist. I don't want just any old therapist. I want. I want me somebody who had bariatric therapy. I don't even know if that exists in Jersey. It Listen, does. Like, I'm sure it does. I and then I um I don't have a therapist that is like bariatric like minded, but uh, I think you know a lot of our work has just been around like what are the ways that I'm I have left taking care of myself, how and why. Right. Um, and even the way that like I felt disappointed that other people didn't show up for me. Mm. Food was persistent. Food was consistent. Yes, it was. Mm. Man. All right, man. Okay. Um, okay, second question. How can someone balance their emotions after surgery? I think recognizing that there are are emotions is important. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I think You're that- right folks want to skip past the hard parts and just get to like being okay and happy. And I think um, until the things are acknowledged that are present at all, um, really being able to sit with like, it's not just sad, it's not just happy. There's a lot of things that usually float in between those things or anger. I know that folks, one of the primary emotions is anger. Folks can get there, but we don't talk about uh, what feels disappointing or what Mm -hmm. feels like fear, or what feels like shame. Like it's a lot of stuff underneath the anger that anger is the umbrella for. So Mm -hmm. I think it's really being able to look at maybe an emotions chart and name what it is that you can see. Because if you don't, if you don't name the emotion, it'll keep coming back, but it might look a a different way, right? Mm -hmm. And it's coming out in ways that don't necessarily feel healthy and we'll try to suppress them. So I think it's really acknowledging one that emotions are there and then figuring out which ones they are, because most of the time it's not just anger and it's not just it's not sadness. It's not just uh, unhappiness. A lot of times it's something underneath that that we're not giving space to. Mm, that is true. That see that goes back to what we were talking about, like with your breakup and my interview. It goes mm-hmm. back to there, like recognizing like you did it really well, like, you know, recognizing that emotion. And then like dealing with it um, rather than like, you know, we're going back to, I guess, question number one, which is that comfort food or any type of food instead of running to food, yeah. working through those recognizing and working through that emotion instead of just like, you know, I think because as a kid too, you're don't cry, stop crying, you know, yeah. or whatever it is. And, and um, I mean, because you're a parent and you don't, you just don't want to hear them cry. They cry so much. They do. They, the kids, they <laughs> kids cry all the time i said i tell my 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 daughter i said there's there's going to be no more tears in your body just talk to me i want them to talk to me you know to talk you know you don't have to cry talk to me and then we can work it out or my son when he's um (laughs) when he's upset he'll just shut down and i'm like no we're going to talk i want you to talk it out so that way we can hear you know um figure out you know what you're feeling 
Um, yeah. But like, I think, I, I do think it kind of goes back to childhood because I mean, I don't know, as a parent, you just do whatever you think is best. So, you know, don't cry, you know, it's, it's, don't cry because you lost the football game or don't cry because, you know, you know, this or that, or you want ice cream. Like you try to, you're not trying to shut them down. You, you just don't want them to cry. <laughs> right. But I think it, it does tend to um I remember feeling like I was too emotional as a child and so now sometimes it's hard for me to get to the space of being uh comfortable to cry so I think it's the um recognizing that crying can be very much a release um I think sometimes folks will use it as a method to not get in trouble or like to whatever the case may be but I also do think that crying is a release and I don't know that it's an acceptable response to everybody and so mm. when folks do feel emotional it's like well what you crying for that's yeah. usually the first question yes. so I think that um when there's space made for release I think that um it, it becomes less of the tea kettle that's closed right it's mm -hmm. more so like okay I can seep this out and then I can talk about it but mm. yeah, I mean, it's, it's even hard for me sometimes to uh, tap into the vulnerability of that. It's also the fear that somebody is going to tell you that it's not, like uh, you're too much. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've, I've had moments like that. And I think yeah. uh, it takes me a while. I, I don't sometimes I don't even stay there because I'm like, OK, I need to be we're good. We got it. We got it. Moving on. Yeah. Right? Yep. Um, so yeah, I and even when again this breakup, I was ugly crying. Like I mean, I was sobbing, and I was talking to my cousin who is like a year younger than me, but we like are super close. We've been like sisters since we were children, and she was like, "Oh my god, I don't know what to do. Like, what what do I do? You you never like this." I'm like, "I know because I don't feel like a kid." <laughs> so I yeah. think it's the it's the idea that, you know, your emotions feel too big or too much and you start to shut down. So, you know, if food has been a method to shut people up too, it's like, okay, I'm gonna just give you what you want, what do you need to hear, right? Yeah. That I think that's the other thing is that we don't know the emotion because we, we're we're uh, suppressing. Oh, that's so good. Oh, when I realized that that part, like when um, your, your kid is crying, you try to give them a lollipop or a piece of cake or whatever you're giving them. Mm -hmm. um, when I realized that this was all recent, like after surgery, like yeah. some, at some point after surgery, I really try not to do that because I mean, I, my parents did it to me, you know, I mean, they, you know, I mean, I, I really try not to do that. I also don't like, I, I don't think I like, I don't like crying. Um, I don't cry a lot, but I also don't like, um, seeing other people cry I don't really know what to do with you like mm -hmm. if I was your if I was your cousin and you was on the phone or we were in person crying I'd I'd, I'd have been so uncomfortable I'd be like I'll be back here I'm gonna get you a glass of water or something like because I, I wouldn't know what to do like my um some mm -hmm. of my um my in-laws they make fun of me like you gonna don't the poor don't like hugs like I don't like you know like being overly emotional but that's but it's important to know why because I, if you, you don't right like you, if you don't you gonna have me up in some type of therapy okay <laughs> i say everybody go everybody go to therapy because it's important like we there's a lot of things that transpire that feel normal to us but we don't know why we do them they just become innate right like we're just doing yeah. it on a loop instead of being like why don't i like hugs was there something that happened when I wanted a hug and somebody rejected me? And ever since then, I've been like, you know what? It's cool. Don't nobody touch me. Don't even look my way. I don't care. Right? Oh, man. 
Yeah. You, I'm, t- I'm, I'm, I'm finding me somebody. Okay. I hope I find somebody good. If you know anybody in Jersey, let me know. Like, I will. Philly, I right? actually do know. Um, I think some, a couple of people in my business coaching group that, uh, that are therapists. I think they might be in Jersey. So we'll, we'll, we'll exchange information. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Because I'm like you. You are. You are awesome. Okay. How long have you been? How long have you been a therapist? I'm sure yes, that. That's fine. I um I started in 2011. Um, during my grad program, and so oh, ever wow. since then, I've been you know getting her done. Oh, you, you, you sure are. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Oh my God. Good for you. Like, it's really good when, you. when you, um, when you can talk to somebody and like, you know, this is their thing. Like you can, like you get that feeling from them because they're very like informative in their, in their, in their subject. Like, you know, like my husband, if you talk to my husband about it stuff, I mean, it goes over my head or cars, it goes over my head, but he like yeah. that it's his thing. Like, mm. and he's good at it. Like really, really good at it. Like that's how yeah. you are. And I'll be like, mm. I look at him like um, with his most recent job. Um, I look at him and I'm like, yo, like you are just amazing. Like, cause he, it's his thing. Like, yeah. and it's his passion, even though like, I think it's like a grown passion, you know, like he's been doing it for like, I don't know, 20 I don't know. He's old. He, no, he's not old. He's, four, he's 44. <laughs> but, <laughs> he's been doing it for like 25, almost 30 years or something like that. So like, mm-hmm. I think it's like a grown, like it was an interest, you know, started mm-hmm. by his dad. And now it's like a, a passion that just bloomed. But you can tell like, it's just, it's like his blood. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel about you. Like, I feel like this stuff is like pumping through your veins. Cause you just like spitting yeah. stuff. And I'm like, yo, this lady is so dope. <laughs> That, that means a lot to me. Thank you. And I do. I love this work. And I, you know, I want people to feel seen and understood. And, you know, the more support that we can get out for folks so that they don't feel so isolated in these things. I think that's, that's like a big thing for me. Yeah, you're, 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 yeah, you're doing it. Okay, you're doing it. Okay. Um, wait, we, what's this last question? I know we got one more. We got one more. <laughs> we keep like, what? Well, it's my fault because you say no, stuff no, and it just did. makes me like go like here or go here, and I'll just be going. All right, wait, one more. Um, okay. how do you manage modestness and feeling? Oh, mood, moodiness. Oh, I couldn't even read my own hand. Moodiness and feeling unbalanced. I guess after bariatric surgery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think about like what were the mood stabilizers, right? Um, you feel better when you do, you feel better when you eat, why? So I think that um, when you don't have the things that you need or it's something that you were, um, like you crave or felt addicted to, when you don't have that thing, it changes your mood <laughs> mm-hmm. or you know, circumstances come up in the way that you used to deal with them, you cannot deal with them the same way anymore. So it just kind of sits and permeates and, you know, it's just kind of running rampant in your body if it's not externalized. Mm. So I think dealing with moodiness, dealing with feeling unbalanced, finding ways that encourage balance, Mm. what would feel good to you in this moment that isn't something that's going to throw you off of the plan that you have for yourself. Mm. Right. Um, and is that talking to someone? Is that going outside to get some sun? Is it going for a walk? Is it going um, to places you know that just like feel like get, that are a vibe for you? Yeah. Right. Like I love butterflies whenever I see it. I know it's super random, but when I see butterflies, to me, it gives me this like resolve that I feel like 
my ancestors are watching me or like, you know, people are, and I'm, I'm like, the day is going to be good because yeah. the butterflies are like, there was one day I have three like folks I feel are with me at all times. I feel like all my ancestors, of course, are with me at all times, but I'm very spiritual in this way. If you're looking for a bariatric community where you can find motivation and advice based off of experience and just a place to vent, then guess what? I have the perfect place for you. I have a Facebook group. It's called Barry Successful. If, you, if you're listening to this on Spotify, go to the description section and you'll see a link and click that link and it'll take you right to my Facebook group. And join the community where we are supportive and motivating and sharing our journeys and hope of inspiring others. All right, let's get back to the episode. That when I see three butterflies in a row, or I see three butterflies throughout the day, I'm like, I feel y'all. Y'all, my aunties, they hear y'all. Like, y'all don't <laughs> yes. understand. And this day is going to be good because y'all watching yes. me and I know that. Um, but it, even if I just see one off, I'm just like, oh, that just made my day. Like, thank you for being present. It's going to be a good day. Um so I, I, for me, that changes my mood immediately. If I just was cussing at somebody like that just turned in front of me, I see a butterfly. I'm like, ooh, butterfly. <laughs> like it changes my whole vibe. <laughs> That's good. You know yourself though, like that. Like what, what helps you, what helps you with, with, with that? That's really good. You know that, you know yourself. I think, I think maybe that's what all of it comes down to just learning, just like really learning yourself. Mm-hmm. Like your true self, not like who, you know, like um, your parents you told you who you were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 No, I, yeah. um, I, we live around a lot of like, um, like Pakistani um, uh, people from India, like that culture. Mm-hmm. And um uh uh the older ones they tell one of my neighbors was telling me like they tell their kid you're going to be whatever it is a doctor you're going to be a lawyer you're going to be you know something you know that's reputable honorable you know will bring shame mm-hmm. to your family and stuff like that and um I heard this story once that the mom and the parents actually like they want their kid to be a doctor and I understand it. you know you come from uh you know a, a world over there like that and you come to a better world over here and you want the best for your children so but they actually put doctor on their door and on the kid door and they called him doctor whatever the name was I can't remember the name and you know that's how they referred to him because they wanted to be like really ingrained and embedded him that he is going to be a doctor and he grew up and he became a doctor and he got to a certain age and he left that he left you know whatever how do you say being a doctor yeah Yeah, and he started to pursue other things that he um wanted to do as you know as a kid and so it's like it's like you have to like almost like you have to rediscover yourself and like it's not like uh, your parents or your family members or whoever raised you or whatever is trying to like erase you they're not trying to erase the true person of you you know for the most part I think there it's just like they're just trying to give you like I don't know they're just trying to give you um direction and this is how they think they're giving you direction no I mean I I think that that can be a perspective I, I personally think that um the idea is that you know how do I speak this life into a child 
it may not have malicious intent, but the impact of that can be that a person doesn't get to choose or they don't feel like they can choose anything other than that. So if you are like given a path and told to walk it, you don't get a chance to really divert and do other things because then you feel like you're going to disappoint, shame family, right? Whatever the case, Um, you not becoming that thing will uh, lead to dishonor or like some kind of disruption in caregiving, caretaking, love. Um, and I think a lot of people live in that, that, that version and have not been able to find who they are because it's been told to them. Right. And again, I don't think it's with malicious intent. Um, and I think the idea of better is even relative because it's just like, um, you know, the immigrant story, uh, I think can be so harsh on like having to assimilate, having to go through all of these, like uh, almost a loss of culture sometimes in a space Mm -hmm. like this. And on top of that, it's like, we did this sacrifice for you to become this person, which that person never consented to. And I feel like that overall, right. With anybody Mm -hmm. that there's the idea that, well, I've made this sacrifice for you. So you should sacrifice your dream, your thought, your, uh, perception of who you should be to fit this version that we have already ascribed you Mm. so I I think that um what comes Mm. with that loss of like being able to explore can create um a cognitive dissonance as well and also like a um what's the word I'm looking for almost like an identity crisis because you're like this yeah is who folks wanted me to be, and this is not who I actually am or want to be. So. That is, girl, I can't. You are just <laughs> no, like yes, okay, yes, all right. I got one more question for you, and then we're, we're done. Okay, all right. All um, right. <laughs> I promise. I pro- um, this because this just popped in my head, and I wanted to get okay. your take on transfer addiction. Like, yes. is, you know, do you think it's real? Do you not think it's real? Absolutely. I know some people. It's real. T- okay. All right. It's all right. real. <laughs> I think it's just that, you know, with some folks, they were replaced one thing with another to not deal with what it is that they're actually like being uh, presented with, Mm. right? So if, again, food is a space that has felt like a protective measure, it has felt like it made me feel good. I'm looking for something to replace that thing, that feeling, unless I'm really uh, identifying like how these things made me feel good or why they made me feel good or why I went to food to uh, manage that emotion, then you're going to look for something else to like fill that void. So mm-hmm. it's really managing the void and not the the thing that created it, right? I mean, not the thing that um, that kind of uh, puts the blanket over it because that mm-hmm. that's what usually happens is that now there's a blanket, there's a Band-Aid, but you're still bleeding from the wound. You're not dealing with the wound. You have to clear it out, heal it up so that it is like, it's doing what it's supposed to do. Mm. Otherwise you're going to consistently be looking for something outside of yourself to feel like whatever that hole is. Man. All right. Listen, I can't. <laughs> That's, yeah, that, make, that makes perfectly good sense to me. Cause I, I know some people talk about how they have, family members some people are scared like this is just going through my tiktok um friends and you know some people are scared to have the surgery because they're afraid you know they know somebody who had who who went into drinking and stuff like that and i'm like i i don't i don't i didn't have those answers for them i have no idea Mm -hmm. like i don't 
you know, um, I'm like, well, were they a heavy drinker before or whatever? And they, they died and all this other stuff. And, mm-hmm. but yeah, you're right. If you don't clean out the wound, like you said, then it, you're just going to move. Yeah. Now you're skinny, you're skinny ish. That's what I say about myself. I'm skinny ish, you know, mm-hmm. um, now you're skinny ish on the outside, but you didn't do anything to help yourself on the inside. So that way you don't move from, um, overeating to drinking or smoking or whatever the thing is. Yeah. That's, that's, that's good. That's good. Okay. I just want to thank you so much, Amber, for being, for doing this with me. You are truly amazing. And like, if anything I can do to help you, like, um, get like your voice out there or whatever, you just let me know because you're amazing. And I think, um, I think you can help like a lot of people who had surgery and beyond and beyond, but who had weight loss surgery. But like, I, I think you're really amazing and you are you are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so grateful for the the space and the offer. And I definitely would love to be able to like, you know, push the narrative forward um, amongst all of us as bariatric patients. So I would love to even like have an opportunity to come into your group if that's okay. Like not just even from a like wanting to sell anything, but like, you know, be a part of a community that feels important for me too in this journey. So, um, and if there are spaces and places that you're like, you know, this person might need some support pre-op or whatever, if you want to point in my direction, that would be great. But that that's not, it doesn't have to just be that, you know, so. Yeah. No, I yeah. show, I certainly will. I point people to JoJo all the time. Anybody mm-hmm. who has some type of business who, to help bariatric people, like that's a need that who was smart enough to like say, hey, like I had this problem and now mm-hmm. I solved it. Like, I'm like, you are, you guys are geniuses. So yes. yes, you are more than welcome to, I'll send you the link to my group. You are more than welcome to come in my group because there's okay. people in there who um, are thinking about surgery or in the pre-op stage or whatever. And they're asking mm-hmm. questions. Sometimes the questions don't get answered. And I answer it the best way because I don't want to leave them hanging, (laughs) you know, so I answered the best way, but I didn't even think about that. I wish I wish. So I'm having a a virtual meetup in October. Mm -hmm. Actually, this is is October. Um, It's on the 20th, like this Thursday. I wish it's full, like it's full in the sense of like, um, I have everybody doing like 15 minutes and I don't want it to go over like too far over two hours because I think, you know, I'm I'm a big I'm I just don't want to waste people's time, like consume their time. Um, but, um, I will do another one again. Oh, I swear. I swear. I wish I could have you on the one on Thursday. I feel like you need your own like space though. Like, because I just think the stuff you've been like this whole conversation, which it was only supposed to be like 30 minutes. And I think it's like an hour. This is like, this is meat, you know, like meat and potatoes, the good dinner. This is meat and potatoes. And you are just really awesome. So like, anyway, yes, come into my group, help the people. Like if you tell them about your book, matter of fact, before we, before we wrap up, tell everybody how they can get in contact with you, where to find okay. your book, all the good stuff. <laughs> okay. So um, my book is called Preparing for Your Bariatric Journey. It is a journal slash workbook that is available on Amazon right now. Um, if you are looking for bariatric support, I have a five-week bariatric program also called Preparing for Your Bariatric Journey, which was created out of the book, like from creating the book. Um, I wanted to support more people directly. So um, if you're interested in that, you can go to amberboytherapy.com slash bariatric journey. And so if, you know, you can catch me on Instagram, I'm at healing through authenticity or on uh, TikTok at underscore A-B-E-E-B-E-E. So it's A-D-B, which is my initial. (laughs) Awesome. 
awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. I, like Thank this was you. so valuable. I really appreciate it. And um, I'm serious. I'm thinking of something that I can like have you on just like, like you and maybe one other person, because I feel like the, like, I feel like you, you, you can help a lot of people and I, I feel like I need to help you help people so, <laughs> so we can help this community. Like you, yeah, you, you are like, you, you're like platinum, you're gold. You're, you're just um, awesome. I appreciate you for real. Thank you. And same to you. I think that, you know, what you're, like I said before, what you're creating and the spaces that you're wanting to like, you know, touch lives, I think it's important. And so, however, I can also support you. I would love to do that. So let's definitely keep in touch. Let's, let's work. We will. We will. We will. Thank okay. you so much, Amber. Yes, I, I hope you have an amazing day. Rest of your day. Thank you. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure you take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram, TikTok, or even in my Facebook group and let me know what you liked about this episode. Oh, and please, please rate and review my podcast. I really, really appreciate it. Don't forget to come back tomorrow for another episode of Bariatric Confessions. I hope you have a very successful day.